This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. This is On The Tee, brought to you by Canteen Vodka Soda. Ready to drink, ready to go. Now here's your host, Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Welcome in, welcome in. Let's jump right to it. The RBC Heritage in Harbortown, Hilton Head Island, South Carolina. By the way, um, great course, great track. It is a Pete Dye design course. Uh, so obviously, wins do play a factor. Bermuda Greens running about a 12. Um, last year, their par fives were lengthened. So the course is playing a bit, little bit longer than it has in years past. And, uh, and, and heading in to the tournament, what were some of the metrics uh, I was looking at in, in regard to golfers that I felt were going to perform well? Uh, Really, just looking looking at guys coming in in good form. Driving accuracy was really important. Why? Tight fairways. A lot of tree-lined fairways here at Harbortown. Uh, strokes gained on approach, really, really impor- important. And also some of the, uh, some of the tournaments uh, that, that I, look like in, in, I looked at in some of the tracks that compared to Harbortown or compared to Harbortown, uh, Austin, um, and, and also Sea Island, uh, some of the other courses out there. So uh, with that being said, unfortunately, a few of the guys that I, I, I picked to do well missed the cut, like Tom Kim, Max Homa, JT Poston, but a few other guys that I liked coming in as well, um, close to or near uh, the top of the leaderboard, Matt Kuchar being one of them. He's got five top fives uh, in um, five top 25s in his last six trips to Harbortown. So this is, of course, he actually plays quite well and, uh, and, and also uh, suits his, uh, his, his short game is very favorably. Three top tens in his last five events. So Kucher was a guy that I liked coming in. Sure enough, he's sitting tied for ninth. He's 10 under. He's only four shots back. Uh, Keegan Bradley was another golfer that I liked coming in uh, to the tournament as well. Um, suited for this course as well. Great ball striker uh, and looked really underrated in, in the market coming in uh, to finish in the top 20 was plus 280. To finish in the top 40 was was plus 110. And uh, and now sitting in a really, really good situation uh, to, to pay off. He's tied for 16th right now. He's, uh, he's 10 under. So uh, a guy who's off the pace specialist, he's won five times, three times of, of those five, he was trailing two times from four back and he almost won at the farmers this season as well. So uh, still like him to finish in the top 20 and you could get that at minus 140. So again, a few guys that I did like coming in Keegan Bradley Kucher in the gala uh, the gala as well is tied for 21st. He's eight under and you could get him to finish in the top 20 at plus 125. But uh, more importantly, the big story here is Fitzpatrick. 
at the top of the leaderboard at 14 under. And he's a really great story because uh, he's from England. His family's from England. If you recall when he won the U.S. Open last year, his family was a really big part of that. His brother was on his bag. His parents were there. It was a feel-good story. So this is a really tight niche family uh, that has his, his entire life have traveled and played a lot of courses, uh, golf courses in the United States. And Harbortown was a location that him and his family would frequent. Uh, apparently, not only are they big golfers, but they're also, they love tennis. And uh, Harbortown has a great tennis community and, and great tennis courts. And so his family would travel across the pond at least once a year to come to Harbortown and play tennis. Uh, and of course, while they were playing tennis, uh, Fitzpatrick would, would go out there and, and play golf. So he knows this golf course extremely well, even to the point where he's, uh, I, I, I'd say, the only one on tour who actually walks around with his driver coverhead uh, with a Harbor Town coverhead uh, for, his, for his driver with the, uh, with, with the, um, with the logo. Uh, so pretty cool. Loves this Pete Dye track. Means a lot to him. He, he came out this week and said this was his favorite track uh, outside of Augusta. Um, and like I said, he uses the logo uh, for, uh, for his head cover. Eight times a DP World Tour winner. Two times a Ryder Cupper. And, uh, and so he's looking for his first non-major win. How cool is that, though? Uh, you know, this is a guy who his first win on tour was the U.S. Open, was a major but still looking to get that first non-major win. And he's at the top of the leaderboard right now. Now, here's where it really gets interesting because uh, trends play such a major role. At least I, I look at a lot of trends when it comes to golf. And a really big trend here is since 2012, the golfer who has been at the top of the leaderboard has not won solely at the top of the leaderboard has not won since 2012. Now, back in 2020, Webb shared the lead at the top of the leaderboard. Wasn't an outright leader heading into Sunday. Was tied for the lead and won. But still, since 2012, only one golfer who, was t who wasn't even the outright leader tied at the top of the leaderboard has won. So, uh, you know, this is this is this is uh, this is a track. This is a tournament where um, front is not where you want to be. I always call it the hunted and the hunter, and um, and Fitzpatrick will be the hunted today. And coming after him are some pretty big names. Now, uh, one more thing about Fitzpatrick: uh, he shot a 63 yesterday. He was eight under. Now. Ten times in the course of his career on the PGA Tour has he led on Sunday. And, um, or uh, not the PGA Tour, just in his career. In his career. Because, as I said, he, he won eight times on the DP World Tour. Um, so, eight, ten times he has led on Sunday. Out of, those, out of those ten times, he's won five of them. So, and, he, but, and here's another thing. He's never finished worse than second. So 10 times he's had the lead heading into Sunday, five times he's won, but when he has not won, he's never finished worse than second. So just some, some background uh, on, on Fitzpatrick. Who's going to be chasing him down? Well, Cantley is going to be chasing him down. Cantley is one shot behind him. He's first in strokes gained off the, off the tee. Um, he had an ace uh, in the second round. Uh, which really 
of course, was big news considering how slow he played at the Masters, and he got a lot of heat for that. He loves Harbor Town. He shot a 66 on, on Saturday. So Cantlay is going to be ch- trying to chase him down uh, again, uh, just one shot back, and he's 13 under. Jordan Spieth is sitting there at three. He is 12 under. And uh, last year, he won this. So he's trying to defend his title. He shot a 66 on Sunday last year to beat Cantlay in a playoff. He is yet to defend a title. Keep that in mind. So this would be the first time that he would defend a title on tour. Not that many even have that opportunity. He definitely has been putting a lot better this season. But here's, here's where my reservation, my hesitation uh, comes with Jordan Spieth. He came out this week and said, quote unquote, he's running on fumes. Another thing, heading into this tournament, a, a part of me was, was contemplating fading those who made the cut at the Masters and had to play those 28, 29 holes on Sunday uh, with, in, in, in that weather. Granted, Harbortown, not a far ride, not really a big deal in regard to travel from the Masters, uh, but nonetheless, a, a grueling, because we saw the weather conditions, right? We saw just how horrible those weather conditions were in Augusta, and then having to play 28, 29 holes on Sunday, pack up, get your stuff together, and then head to Harbortown and turn it around. So I was really fading a number of golfers that I felt, wow, they were going to have to endure that and, and then head to Harbortown and, and tee it up. But uh, Jordan Spieth has played nine tournaments in 11 weeks. Right now he comes in ninth, uh, I'm sorry, 19th ranked off the tee in this tournament and 17th in putting so far in the first three rounds. So those three, and, and by the way, weather conditions today are going to be nice, uh, especially right now. Um, a little rain this morning uh, prior to everything kicking off. So therefore, uh, it's, it's going to play soft, which is going to be great. You know, we very well could see somebody go on, on a birdie run. Uh, but while hopefully the remainder of uh, the tournament, the fourth round is being played, uh, no rain, wind southwest at 12 miles an hour, temperatures anywhere between 74 to 78. So that will be the weather heading into today. So we could very well see some guys go on some birdie runs. Now, um, because they're expecting rain a little bit later on, they're going to be teeing off in pairs of three. So Fitzpatrick, Cantley, and Spieth are going to be, they're going to be that, they will be that final threesome that will tee off. How fun is that going to be to watch? For sure, uh, appointment television. Behind them, arguably best golfer this season. And you can make an argument for John Rahm, obviously coming off winning the Masters, and Scotty Scheffler. Scotty Scheffler is tied for fourth. He's 11 under. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood, as well as Taylor Moore, who I, who I like. I'm pretty high on Taylor Moore. Uh, just to name a few, those three will be in, in a pairing. They're 11 under, under, coming after Fitzpatrick, Cantley, and Spieth as well. Uh, then you have tied for ninth at 10 under. Uh, Xander Shoffley, Matt Kuchar, who, as I said, I, I liked coming in. Ricky Fowler, who's having a great season. You know me. I'm a huge fan of Ricky Fowler. All I wear is orange because of him. He as well is tied for ninth. He's 10 under coming out after the top of the leaderboard as well. So, I mean, we're talking about some really big names and some really fun golf uh, that's going to be played later on uh, this morning and this afternoon. That's for sure. Some other guys that I'm keeping an eye on. Uh, Sunjay M tied for 16th right now at nine under. He's looked quite good. Um, this tournament, and um, and so keep an eye on him as well. He's first in strokes gained tee to green uh, through the first three days. 
And, uh, and like I said, he's nine under, so he's five shots back. Um, the gala, as I said, uh, Keegan Bradley, as I said. So this is really, really going to be a fun tournament. Uh, one more guy I want to talk about before we do take, well, actually two guys I want to talk about uh, before we take a break. Like I said, Taylor Moore, he won the Valspar. He's three shots back. Uh, this track, very similar to the Valspar. Um, he made the cut at the Masters. He's first in strokes gained putting, uh, loves Pete Dye courses, and only has one bogey in 38 holes. So uh, his last 38 holes. So Taylor Moore is a guy that I'm eyeing, as well as, like I said, Keegan Bradley uh, coming in and possibly finishing the top 20. And you could get that at some really, I, I think, some really good money at minus 140. He's tied for 16th right now. So, uh, so that's how I'm looking at this. Uh, if you like Fitzpatrick to win, plus 225. Cantlay plus 260. Jordan Spieth, some really good odds with your defending champion. Jordan Spieth at 6-1 to one to finish in the top five is minus 120. Scotty Scheffler, again, arguably best golfer in the world at 8-1, to one, finish in the top five at minus 105. I like Taylor Moore, 25-1, to one, some long odds. You never know. Finish in the top five plus 280 might be my favorite bet on the table today uh, to finish in the top 10 at minus 105. Um, and Keegan Bradley to finish in, uh, in the top five at 10 to one to finish in the top 10 at plus 280 and Sanjay M to finish in the top 10 is plus 190, especially since he's, uh, he's first in strokes gained T to green. So heading in, uh, go to the window early. Like I said, they're going to try to get this in before the rain does hit Harbor town. So, uh, so try to get those odds now as you can, uh, we've got a great show lined up for you. Buckle up. Uh, with you for another 45 minutes and then at nine o'clock of course uh my show the anita mark show kicks off so stay tuned for that anita marks with you it's on the t here on 98.7 espn this is on the t with anita marks hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hey, Marks. John Mascari, head pro at Alpine Country Club, joins us now. What's up, John? Good morning. How you doing? I'm doing very well. I need a good morning. Um, how are things at Alpine? Weather's weather's beautiful. Yeah, the weather's great. You know, we had some rain kind of overnight, which cooled everything down. But the grass is growing real fast, and the golf course is playing real fast. So, a challenging Alpine, as you know, is challenging every day. But a little bit more uh, the past few days with the the warm weather, and the season is here. So we're excited. You don't say greens fast at Alpine. Come on. Nobody believes you. Um, John, before we, cause I want to get your thoughts on what's going on with the RBC heritage at, at Harbor town. But before we do, let's look back uh, to the masters. As we know, uh, John Rahm uh, was the victor there. Uh, had a, what a phenomenal tournament that was considering how horrific the weather conditions were. Right. Um, so, so first things first, your thoughts about the masters, the fact that these guys had to play 28, 29 holes on Sunday, and they really had to dig deep and, and John Rahm obviously walking away with the win. 
Yeah, 30 holes on, on Sunday. The rain made for, for great TV. You know, they had to play. We were privileged to watch 30 holes, and it was just fun to – you know, we always say that the Masters starts in the back nine on Sunday. Well, we got it twice. And um, it, was, it was interesting to see Rom come right out of the gate when they resume play and, and throw the first punch on number seven with a, a birdie and then a Kepka miss. So the lead went from four to two. And, and you kind of had that feeling right there that he was determined. And he was chugging along like a locomotive, just nothing really special, just down the middle. And he's, he has unbelievable confidence, and it showed. Um, yeah, I don't want to say that John Rahm gets no respect because he's the number one player in the world, but if you look at how he's played over the past seven, eight years since he's turned pro versus some of the more popular players, he doesn't get quite the respect and the name recognition as the others like Spieth or JT or DJ do, but he's just quietly been one of the, I don't know, three top four best players on the planet since that time. And, He's got uh, 19 wins. Uh, I think I saw the stat of 84 top tens. He's he's in the top ten over 50 percent of the time he tees it up, which is insane, <laughs> right? When you think about that, and I think he's he's beaming with confidence. He's ready to go. He's he got the Masters out of the way. What's next for him? You know, it's I think it's going to be a Masters checklist for John Rahm in his career. I could see him winning the Grand Slam. I think this was the hardest one for him to win. And that's going to be exciting to watch the rest, uh, the, maybe the next eight, ten years with him. It's him, him, and Scotty Scheffler, and of course, like I said, we're going to we're going to discuss the heritage in, in just a second. Uh, but some other storylines coming out of the Masters: number one, the live players and how well they did. Twelve of the eighteen made the cut. Brooks and Phil tied for second. Reed tied for fourth. Neiman tied for sixteenth. Um, boy, did they make a statement, John. Yeah, everyone was kind of nervous about, well, they're going to have to play, you know, 72 holes. Maybe they're not used to the the longer tournament. And these guys are professionals. They are the best in the world. Um, just because they're playing on a different tour doesn't mean they forget how to compete. And perfect example was Phil. Obviously, Phil's very comfortable at Augusta. But once you get it rolling, once you get a good swing going, and it's just foot on the gas and we saw that with Phil we saw with I thought Patrick Reed played well even Joaquin Neiman had a nice finish although uh, not in the top six or seven but still a top 20 finish for him they're good players and you know a lot of hype beforehand with well it's going to be PGA Tour versus Liv put your mouthpieces in there might be some fights it was very cordial and I think you get to learn that the the fight and I'll use air quotes on the radio was between the tour and live more in the boardroom than maybe on on the tee box. You know, guys were saying, hey, no hard feelings. Nice to see you. How are you? It was very cordial. And we, and we kind of figured that coming in, but we really saw it on display at the Masters. Absolutely. Again, John Muscari joining us here on the tee, 98.7 ESPN. One last storyline, and that is Tiger Woods, unfortunately having to withdraw this is this is just this is what we can expect, right? Uh, for the remainder yeah. of his career, he's playing in a tournament where weather conditions um, are not are, are do not play into his favor. He's really going to struggle, um, and and obviously playing in in that soaking mess on Sunday and having to to to, to play twenty eight twenty nine holes. No way would his body be able to do it. Totally understand the withdrawal, John. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we we've been on the air now for I think six or seven years, and we always talk about Tiger even after his injury, the, the elevation changes, 
how difficult it is to walk at Augusta on two good legs, let alone one. And the weather, as you mentioned, was just cold and rainy. And anyone who's listening who has a screw in their body or something uh, surgically repaired knows that on those kind of days, it really hurts you a little bit more. And you could see him just limping and struggling, but he's, he's mentally tough. But the question is, is his, is his body matching that? And it, I think it's just going to be a challenge for him. And I think he just needs more time, which is going to be tough for him to sit on the sidelines, but to sit out, get better. He's going to play the majors. He's going to play in a select two tournaments here and there and just, you know, kind of sail off into the sunset, whether he plays on the senior tour, we don't know that, but, the, the thought of Tiger really being competitive again, in my opinion, is, is gone. Absolutely. Okay, with that being said, um, one one more. Obviously, Rory did not make the cut. He was a big story coming into the Masters. Uh, didn't even make the cut and then withdrew from the Heritage. And so now, you know, they're dealing with this player impact program where now he was fined $3 million. Uh, he... he the PJ tour is, is requiring these guys to play in 12, 11 of the 12 events. He already missed the century. So this would be the second of the 12 that he will have missed. Therefore he was fined $3 million. Uh, your thoughts on the fine for Rory, because it has been a hot topic this week. Yeah, it is. I, I don't really think he cares to be honest, Anita. I just think he didn't want to be on the golf course after Augusta. I think he's trying to, you know, get his thoughts back together and, for him, it's just a matter of, hey, where do I mail the check to? Um, he really doesn't care for that. Um, but, you know, kudos for the PGA Tour for, listen, a lot of guys could have skipped out this event. Coming off a major, and, you know, it's 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 a big event, but it's it's still dwarfs in comparison to some of the others. And, you know, John Rahm, who won, said it was important. He made a commitment to be here, and he did. Um, but, yeah, Rory was – Rory's being Rory, just kind of – I need to take some time off and recoup, so – what's three million dollars to him okay just pass it it along pass it along to me (laughs) pass it along to me okay before we let before we let you go uh, let's get your thoughts on the rbc heritage at harbortown fitzpatrick at the top leaderboard at 14 under cantley coming after him one shot back at 13 under jordan spieth at 12 under data golf gives cantley the 29 percent chance of winning Fitzpatrick, 26.9, and Jordan Spieth, 10%. Any of these guys um, you're eyeing to win this today, or is there somebody else a little bit further back? We've got 15 golfers that are within four. We've got 30 golfers that are within six. Yeah, it's quite the leaderboard. We have have Spieth and Cantlay will be in the last group today. They're playing as threesomes, so you have Fitzpatrick with them. But if you remember last year, Spieth and Cantlay were in a playoff at the same tournament. Um, they had some rain overnight, which made for some really good scoring yesterday. We saw Keegan Bradley shoot 64, obviously 63 by the leader, Matt uh, Fitzpatrick. Went from 18th to 1st. Um, but you know what? The odds on Fitzpatrick are, in my opinion, too bad, I guess. So for me, I'm looking at someone in that 10, 11 under window, you know, 5, 7 to 1. Jordan Spieth is the defending champion, as we know. But for me, it's Scotty Scheffler. And, you know, he's making his 100th tour start, uh, looking for his seventh win, moves him back to number one if he wins. He just needs to be a little better with the short putts. His tempo was, looked a little quick on some of the short ones. I got a chance to watch a lot of his round. He played 
I don't want to say bad, but he played mediocre and still shot 69. <laughs> so he comes out of the gate hot today, throws up a 64 or 65. I think 17 under is a playoff. You know, 18 under we should win it. But he's a shark in the water, and he's playing in front of these guys. And the first sign of blood, I think he's licking his chops, and he's going to pounce. Uh, he's only three shots back, tied for fourth, going out at 7-1. to one. But I also like Xander Shoffley, who's only four back. He's 30-1. to one. You want to talk about a value pick, right, for a better payday. Coming off a top ten at the Masters, second in tee to green this week, second in uh, strokes gain approach. He just can't make anything on the putting green. So if you can get the putter going, look out for Xander, but I like Scotty uh, to claim the nice plaid jacket this weekend. Ooh, that's eight to one. Those are some really, really great odds. Um, and, and, and listen, I, I think you're right about Shoffley, right? Like second in strokes gain to green, first on approach. I, like if his flat stick just gets a little better today, yeah, just make some putts, <laughs> make something uh, for God's sake. Uh, I, I think uh, you can see something you, you, there could be some good value there at 28 to one to win three to one to finish in the top five and minus one Oh five to finish in the top 10 for your guy Shoffley. So um, John, always great having you on my friend thank you so much uh my john muscari head pro at alpine country club where once you know it breaking news the uh the greens are running fast okay <laughs> yes to, i'm gonna have to get go. my flat stick working today that's for sure there you go john thank you so much appreciate you my friend okay have a good day enjoy enjoy uh, weather conditions are beautiful they're going to be beautiful this week get out there and, uh, and, and definitely play some golf. By the way, uh, this portion of the show brought to you by Galloping Hill Golf Course. Also by Crystal Springs Golf Resort, New York City's closest luxury resort. Enjoy family getaways, couples, retreats, girlfriends, getaways, golf trips with the guys. Plan your next weekend. Get away at crystalspringsresort.com. Still a lot more coming your way. Nita Marks with you. This is On the Tee here on 90.7 ESPN. This is On the Tee with Anita Marks. Welcome back to On the Tee, and we've got a very special guest joining us, Keith Stewart, former PGA pro, hosts his own shows uh, on ESPN, and uh, and also has a great show called Read the Line. Isn't that something we'd all like to do? Keith, how are you doing? Uh, it's a beautiful Sunday morning. Let's talk some golf, Anita. I'm ready. Let's talk about it. You've been there. That's why I love having you on the program uh, when you've got that up-close personal view, personal experience, watching these guys play, Hilton Head, nothing like it. Let's start right there, first and foremost, coming in to this tournament. Um, you know, what did, what did you feel guys needed in their bag in order to perform well on this track? Well, the skill that I was really looking at, and, and a lot of people were, so, you know, I wasn't reinventing the wheel here, but it was the ability not just to hit fairways, but when you miss the fairway, be close enough to the fairway that you could still hit the green in regulation. We all know strokes range approach or the iron game rules who contends week in and week out and if the putter pops. But the fact of the matter is, is that on this golf course, you can get claustrophobic really quick. These are hallways in between these pine trees. And I was just looking at the guys that could hit it straight and would figure out, you know what, I could be patient. I don't have to blast driver here. Those are the guys. That was the skill set. That's where my attention was. Um, I, I hear you. You know, this is a Pete Dye course. Uh, we hear it time and time again. You know, it, guys, uh, creators, designers of these golf courses have their own special touch to it. 
you know, looking at the leaderboard and and who's at the top of it, uh, Fitzpatrick, and I talked about it earlier on the show, uh, just loves this track, loves Harbortown, grew up him and his family taking that trip across the pond to come to Harbortown to play tennis. So grew up, of course, uh, playing on this course as well, tennis as well as as golf. So and and apparently walks around with his driver cover has the logo of Harbortown on it. That's how much he loves this track. So with that being said, um, you know, as we're looking at the, at the leaderboard and there are a lot of big names at the top of the leaderboard and a few shots off, this is going to be a real fun Sunday to see who wins this. How much weight are you putting into Matthew Fitzpatrick that he knows this course so well? And this is a course that's very near and dear to him. Well, I, I love that you bring up the head cover point because it's not just a logoed head cover. It is the, the lighthouse itself. It's this big, obnoxious lighthouse head cover that he puts on his bag for this week. And I tell you what, a year ago when Matt was playing well and he had all these top tens, he was my pick to win this thing, and he misses the cut. And I think that, you know, redemption is a huge motivator. And for there's no doubt in my mind that this week he has on his calendar, it's picked out year after year, and I think he wants a huge comeback. And I, and I think – Matt Fitz has the game that suits this place. Walking around this week, you really have to be a plotter. And for somebody that records every shot they've ever hit in practice or during a tournament in a notebook following the round, it just seems like the perfect place for Matt Fitzpatrick. Now, that being said, there's a plotter right behind him. And then you've got the defending champion. You know, we are just having the best time with these designated events. You look at the fact that the cut line historically here was right around even par, Anita, and it was two under this week. These guys come in, they're better golfers than the field has seen in years, and they are just, you know, they are playing great, great golf, and we get to see it. And I think that we're going to see a lot of fun today. You know, I'm not sure if you mentioned this on the show or not already, but they're playing threesomes today because they expect bad weather around 5 o'clock. So they're starting early, get your bets in early. They they're going out in threesomes, so the big three are going to be with one another, Spieth, Cantley, and Fitzpatrick. It's going to be one of those three, but I love Fitzpatrick to finish this thing off. Very interesting. Fitzpatrick to win, by the way, those odds, uh, plus 225, Cantley plus 260, Spieth 6-1 out of the big three that will be teeing off together. You mentioned the weather, weather conditions. Uh, apparently, they were supposed to get a little bit of rain this morning, so uh, conditions are going to be soft. Uh, interesting to see what happens when they tee off. As you said, they're going off in pairs of threes. Um, but for the majority of the round, it's, it's supposed to be absolutely beautiful out there. You know, it's been a really interesting week there. When I showed up on Tuesday, the golf course was firm. It was fast. It, it, it couldn't have played any better. And then we got a deluge. Uh, during the first round, it rained overnight into Friday, and it's just been soft now. So it's become a dartboard. And we, we've seen it in the scores over the weekend that guys can now go low. Today is going to be perfect scoring conditions. You're going to have to shoot four, five, six under to, to win this thing. If, if you're one of those three guys, I mean, you got to remember last year, Jordan came from three back to win. This year, he's only two back to win. Somebody in that last group is going to get passed if they don't shoot something in the mid-60s, and the golf course is going to be ready to do it. I look at the wind, too, because the, if the weather comes in late, the wind is still in the low teens. Even though we're out on the island, I, you're going to have to shoot something low because the golf course conditions are calling for it.
Yeah, absolutely. Again, uh, temperatures 74 to 78. 78 is the high. Um, hopefully zero rain uh, while the tournament is happening. And again, reason why, is, as Keith pointed out, they're, they're heading out in, in pairs of threes. Does that even make sense? That's an oxymoron. Uh, winds southwest at 12 miles an hour. Uh, now, again, looking at the leaderboard, uh, mentioned at the start of the show, Fitzpatrick, obviously leading at 14 under. Uh, Cantlay, Spieth, uh, Scotty Scheffler is back there. Fleetwood, I like Taylor Moore, by the way. Uh, Shoffley is having a good tournament. He's four shots back, along with Kucher. I like Kucher coming in. Ricky Fowler didn't make the cut at the Masters. Uh, but he's tied for ninth again, four shots back here, uh, just to name a few. Um, so, so with, with with that being said, you know, it's it's to to me, I think there are at least thirty golfers. Okay, I'm looking at this because the the history of this tournament is those that are at the top leaderboard on Sunday typically don't win this tournament. Uh, since 2012, a Flat-out leader has not won the tournament back in 2020. Webb won, but he came in tied for first. So there are 30 golfers within six shots. Could go low. Guys could go on a birdie run. So let's let's look. You know, I know you said you like Fitzpatrick to close it out, but is there anybody within a four- to six-shot distance that you think, hey, listen, I'm going to keep my eye on this guy today? Oh, well. You got the number two golfer in the world, Anita. He's only three shots back, and mm-hmm. he's got better odds to win today than he did to start the Masters. And he's putting better. So, you know, you got to keep an eye on Scotty Scheffler. If, if we're talking about ball striking and death by a thousand paper cuts, I mean, that guy's to do it, and this is the golf course to do it on. There's no doubt about it. He's, he's definitely somebody I have my eye on because after you get past the first three, you've got a bunch of guys that just haven't, you know, really proven themselves to be, you know, consistent contenders. I know Taylor Moore just won at the Valspar, but you have Mark Hubbard, you have Tommy Fleetwood, you have Jimmy Walker, you know, it's uh, Ches Reby doesn't get me excited, but you go a little further down, you've got Matt Kuchar, right? He's only four back. He's a guy that has won there before. He's a guy that definitely suits that golf course. Xander, Xander's funny. He, he played, he played great in, in sections of his rounds, but he has not put it all together, and he putted awfully yesterday. I mean, he and Rose, they must have had the worst pairing on the golf course as far as scoring goes yesterday. So Xander doesn't pop for me. And, heck, does Keegan go back-to-back with two low rounds like he did yesterday? Does he does he add another one today? Because it is a ball striker's place. You get the putter rolling, but past that, there's 15 guys that are four shots back that are in double digits. And it's going to be one of those 15 for sure. Odds wise, uh, eight to one on Scheffler outside of that last pairing is something I would definitely sprinkle on. Yeah. Eight to one. Uh, you can also get Scotty to finish in the top five at minus one Oh five. Those aren't, those aren't too shabby odds for me. One more guy I want to talk about. And that is Jordan Spieth. Um, last year, he shot a 66 here on Sunday. He beat Cantley in a playoff, as you said, defending champion, trying to defend his tire, putting better. But he came out and he said, listen, I'm running on fumes, quote unquote. He's played nine tournaments in 11 weeks. He's 19th off the tee, 17th in putting. Is that a guy that you'd want to fade, let's say, in some matchups today? Ooh, I don't know. I mean, his strokes gained in every category is positive right now. Uh, he's gained over three shots total against the field. And the one, you know, uh, 
issue that Jordan has had all you know throughout the spring has been putting, and he's gaining with the putter. It's a golf course he's obviously comfortable on. He he comes there year after year, whether it's a designated event or not. He is not the guy I'd be fading at the top. The guys that I'd be fading at the top, um, depending on the odds, but you're probably going to get decent matchups with Tommy Fleetwood or Xander Shoffley. Those are guys I would be fading at the top because Tommy hasn't closed before. Xander just doesn't look like Xander this week. Maybe the golf course just doesn't suit him. Um, those are two at the top, and you know I, I know I just mentioned Keegan. He needs another low round. It's very difficult to put two super low rounds together. Um, so may, maybe against Keegan, too, I might fade him as well. Uh, which, by the way, the matchup heading into today, uh, you can get uh, Fleetwood plus 120 over Jordan Spieth. So I guess uh, we're, we're not going to roll there. Um, so you are all over Fitzy coming in and, of, of course, closing this out as he is at the top leaderboard right now at 14 under. You mentioned Data Golf. They have him as a 26.9% chance of winning. Cantlay, 29. So Data Golf actually favoring Cantlay to win this tournament over Fitzpatrick and Jordan Spieth, a 10% chance of winning. Scotty Scheffler, 8.6. Before we let you go, just out of curiosity, Rory did not participate in this tournament. There is something called the Player Impact Program, right, where, uh, you know, players have to commit to at least 11 of the 12 premier events. What do we mean by premier the PGA Tour trying to commit, compete with Live uh, has uh, increased the pot. This is a twenty million dollar pot uh, for these guys that they're competing for. Uh, Rory had already missed the century, so he he was already he already allotted that one miss out of the twelve. So now uh, there's six still remaining. The next is the Travelers in Connecticut, uh, but Rory was docked three million dollars, and there's been a lot of talk uh, about that quote-unquote fine. Just out of curiosity, somebody who's uh, a PGA pro, you've got your finger on the pulse of this tour better than most. You were there in Harbortown. I know there was a lot of buzz about this. What are your thoughts about the player impact program and also the fact that the amount of the fine was made public because Rory is top three in the world? Well, I want to go there first. The fact that they made a fine public uh, from the PGA tour to me is almost kind of sets a precedent that they are all in on what their new schedule is. And if we track back about six or seven months, Rory was very vocal about, hey, guys, you need to toughen up and you need to start playing in these events. Well, turnabout is fair play. And there was a lot of sentiment behind the scenes between some very big names. And even Rom came out and said, hey, I committed to being here. I know I won the Masters. But, you know, if parents want to bring their kids out and they want to see the Masters champion, I told you I'd be here, I'm here. Well, when you use words like I committed to be here, and, you know, you're insinuating that other people aren't, the guys at the top aren't very happy with Rory right now. And when the $3 million was spread around, then everyone else said, you know, JT, he comes out and says, he says, hey, we knew what it was, meaning, you know, shame on you for doing it. So right now, Rory's reputation is taking a little hit amongst the guys at the top. Will he come back? Sure he will. He's Rory, and he's been a huge spokesperson for this. But maybe all of it's starting to come to a head. Rory you know it was nine years in a row he's trying to get the career grand slam he wasn't even close at Augusta and you got to remember there's really only 70 guys in that tournament that can make the cut Anita and you needed to be in the top 50 and he couldn't do it so 
I don't know what's going on there. We love Rory to be a part of the big three, but right now it's just the big two, and we'll see where it goes from here. But um, he needs to turn things around, uh, not for just from a golf perspective, because even though he was kind of good in Austin, um, he hasn't had a great spring, but he needs to turn it around amongst the guys because there's definitely a sentiment there that he was um, it was not appreciated that he didn't show up the week after, you know, a major and uh, they have this all set up again and it's going to be worse when you talk about, you know, the U S open going into the travelers, which, you know, you and I love the travelers, but they're going to be coming from LA. They're not going to be coming from a two hour car ride from Augusta to Hilton head. So it's uh, more to be determined. We shall say, but for the moment, uh, Rory's rep took a hit and uh, let's see where he can come back from there. Keith, thank, thank you so much. Uh, always great having you on and, and love the fact that, you know, of course you were there at Harbor town this week. Appreciate you, my friend. Thank you. Always need it. And uh, how about a little Aaron Rye over Justin Rose head-to-head today, plus 120. I know we love plus money. Hit that one, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. You got it. Again, Keith Stewart joining us. You're listening to On the Tee here on ESPN Radio. We'll be right back. This is On the Tee with Anita Marks. Anita Marks with you. This is On the Tee here on 98.7 ESPN, our last segment. Uh, we come back, we kick off uh, the Anita Mark show. Sounds funny, me saying that. That is me. Um, and obviously, we're going to do a deep dive into the Knicks. Uh, the fact that they were able to uh, beat the Cavs in game one, 101 to 97. We'll open up the phone lines, 800 919 3776. Adam in Huntington, I see you. You will be first up. Um, so, again, uh, just to put a big fat bow on our show, we t- we spoke with, uh, with obviously John Mascari. We just heard from, from Keith Stewart. Fitzpatrick at the top leaderboard at 14 under uh, all three of these guys are going to be teeing off together. Uh, that's going to be really fun to watch later on this afternoon uh, based on the conversations and, and some of the, the research that I have done trends do not bode well for Fitzpatrick. And the fact that data golf is only giving him a not quote unquote only, but 26.9% chance of winning. Uh, I'm, I'm going to roll with Cantlay here first in strokes gained off the tee uh, loves Harbor town, uh, lost in a playoff last year to Jordan Spieth, so um, shot a 66 uh, on that on that sat on on Saturday yesterday. So I think he picks up where he leaves off and or he where he left off. And Dadagoff is giving him a 29 percent chance of uh, of winning this bad boy. And you could get him at three to one, three to one. So for me, Cantlay is the guy that I am eyeing, but. You've got 15 guys that are four shots back. You've got 30 golfers that are within six. This is wide open. And again, because the, uh, the conditions and, and whatnot are, are going to be soft uh, and, and very favorable because of the, uh, the rain that came in, uh, watch out. Um, anything could happen here, and, and it's going to be fun. Another guy that I'm eyeing, I might throw some coin on, is Taylor Morey. Won the Valspar, like I said. Loves this track. He's first in strokes game putting. Great on P-dive courses. His last 38 holes, he only has one bogey. And that's Taylor Moore. So I do like Taylor Moore. And uh, I'm going to play him 25-1 to to win. Plus 280 to finish in the top five. Minus 105 uh, to finish in the top 10. Also, I do like me some Keegan Bradley. Um, One of those off-the-paced specialists. Has won five straight. Uh, not five straight, Have won, has won five times on tour. In three of those five, he was trailing. In two of those five, he was trailing from four back. 
and he almost won at the uh, at the farmers. So Keegan Bradley, I like. Uh, he's a hundred and ten to one to win. Uh, those are some hefty odds. But ten to one to finish in the top five, plus two eighty to finish in the top ten. So I do like that. Uh, let's take a look at um, at the schedule coming up. We're going to be with you every Sunday morning, uh, right here on ninety eight point seven ESPN. Uh, from 8 to 9 a.m., heading into, of course, uh, my regular show uh, that airs from 9 to noon. The Zurich Classic in New Orleans is coming your way uh, next week, uh, and that's that's a team event. Uh, then the Mexico Open the following week, and then May 4th is the Wells Fargo Championship taking place in Charlotte, North Carolina. That's a major event, $20 million purse. Max Homa looking to defend his his title there. The following week is the AT&T Byron Nelson. That's in Texas. And then it comes to New York. And that is the PGA Championship at Oak Hill Country Club. So uh, hopefully uh, this will be in our own backyard. Unfortunately, one of few uh, this season that are coming our way. May 18th to the 21st, Oak Hill Country Club, Justin Thomas looking to defend his PGA Championship title. We'll see what happens there. That will be the second major of the season. And then, of course, uh, in June, June 15th to the 18th is the U.S. Open taking place in Los Angeles uh, at L.A. Country Club, Los Angeles Country Club. Uh, really quick as well, let's take a look at the FedEx Cup standings before we sign off. John Rahm winning the Masters, so he's there at the top. Uh, at number one, Scotty Scheffler, like I said, you can argue Rom Scheffler, two of the best this season. Max Homa, even though he did not make the cut at the Masters, is sitting at three. Keegan Bradley at four, having a good season. Like I said, I'd like him today to finish in the top five, top ten. Cantlay is sitting there at five. Chris Kirk at six. Kitayama at seven, another dude who did not make the cut. Rory at eight, docked $3 million for not teeing it up this weekend. Sam Burns at nine. And Tony Finau at 10. Gosh, do I love me some Tony Finau. That's for sure. Again, just a reminder, On the Tee, brought to you by Galloping Hill Golf Course. Uh, So make sure you head out there, Galloping Hill Skyway. Uh, Make sure you head out there um, to, to... Go online, check out their, uh, their, their website, uh, make a tea time, uh, that Kemper group, um, really, really phenomenal golf courses and the weather conditions this week are going to be magnificent. This is the week you really want to get your golf game, uh, active and attractive as I like to say. All right. This concludes our on the tea show. Again, I'm Anita Marks with you. Uh, hang tight. We come back. Let's dive into those Knicks who beat the Cavs. So now home court advantage back in Manhattan, baby, at the Garden. Let's discuss. 800-919-3776. We'll be right back. 90.7 ESP.